0: So, hi, Courtney, welcome to the podcast. Um, Courtney, I found Courtney in a Facebook group, I believe, if yeah. or something, and um, she joined Mind Magic, and she's just been like such an integral part of Mind Magic ever since. So I want to have her on the podcast and um, talk a little bit about what she's into, up to <laughs> these days, and um, yeah, tell us about yourself, Courtney.
1: So my name is Courtney and I've had an online business or been like tapping into entrepreneurial shit for the past probably five years, but I found manifestation maybe over the last year. I heard about it three or four years ago and literally just laughed at it because it sounded ridiculous and stupid. And so it's been really exciting to figure out how manifestation can change your life. Um, And that's been one of the biggest focuses for me over The past year or so is just really manifestation and visualization, but I love to travel. I'm obsessed with travel and I just hit my 30th country earlier this year. So um that's like my biggest passion and hobby.
0: Yeah. Um, so when how has your life changed since you kind of dove into the manifestation world? Um
1: it's interesting because I got into personal development probably four or five years ago and I like thought it was changing me. And it kind of was, it was starting to help me with some of those self rooted beliefs, but personal development doesn't really teach you that you can be in control of your thoughts. Mm -hmm. And since I dove into manifestation, I learned how much I could be in charge of my own thoughts and really create my own reality where I believed my life was out of control before. Like it was just kind of, this is the situation I was handed. This is how God made me. And you had boundaries within it and you could, Change certain things, but like there was only so much about your life you could change, and it was on a limited scale.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So since then, you've kind
0: of been able to change your thoughts, and what what's kind of changed in your life?
1: I feel like the amount of I don't want to say control in my life is the right word because I've actually given surrendered my life more through manifestation.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but the visualization of the outcomes of my life has changed. So just visualizing my day and feeling like I have, uh, it's just giving me the ability to control my own thoughts, which have controlled my mood and my energy and changing my energy has been one of the biggest things. Um, people will say to me like, Oh, you just like, it feels good to be around you where mm-hmm. before it just was in this like lack kind of mo be energy and not on purpose, but just thinking that, like, for example, dating has definitely always been a struggle for me. And this is something I've been more recently focusing on, but it was always just like I was waiting for someone to choose me. So then you're in that desperation energy. And mm-hmm. I could tell when someone else had desperation energy, but I didn't know how to change it about myself. And yeah. so- learning how to change your energy, I feel like has been the biggest thing for me into changing my outcomes. Mm -hmm. And you've had some pretty
0: crazy success stories, like manifesting, what was it, like $14,000 in a few days, and you just moved into your dream home, and you've been dating, and you've also been working on the dream body stuff. But I'd love to hear kind of your um, experience with that.
1: Yeah, so I have manifested some pretty awesome things i manifested my dream house in a matter of two months and i didn't think i would even be eligible to buy a house because my credit honestly wasn't stellar um i didn't have a lot of money saved up I credit card debt and student loans and so that felt very impossible but with the real estate market and rents being so high it also just felt really wrong to move into a one-bedroom apartment and pay the same Amount of money and be again out of control of my finances because mm-hmm. I had no ability to kind of change that or make more money or anything. And so I started looking at homes and visualizing my perfect house every day. And I, if people follow human design, I'm a non specific manifester. And so I've learned that it's all about manifesting a feeling for me. So I don't need to be specific. There was things I wanted in my house, but the reason I wanted those things in my house was to make it feel cozy. So Mm -hmm. I wanted a fireplace and I wanted wood floors and I wanted someone to walk in and be like, oh my goodness, this just feels so cozy and hospitable and warm and open. Um, And so I got all those things on the list in like a crazy matter of time, but there were some specific things I wanted, which was a white brick house with a blue door. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like that made it pop and was like this really beautiful, cozy place. And so it wasn't even that specifically, but that represented cozy to me. And I found the house. It was under contract. We came and looked at it. Then I made my realtor come back a second time with my dad. He's like I never come with a house under to view a house under contract twice with someone. The day I was thinking about making an offer on another house, it came back on the market. It wasn't even approved for the amount that it was, but interest rates dropped that day. So my payment was going to be the same on a house that was $30,000 less. So I ended up getting the house that I wanted, even though it was more money for the same price that had been in our contract, like in two months, it was crazy. Visualization.
0: What's your visualization practice like?
1: So I got in a pretty good habit. I set my alarm in the morning and then when my alarm goes off, you know, when you hit snooze and there's nine minutes before your next alarm that's when I started visualizing yeah yeah it gives me like nine minutes in between and whatever I'm focusing on that month in mind magic is what I'll visualize and I will notice like if it's something new that I'm visualizing my brain will like reject it and not want to visualize and so I do have to like force myself to visualize things sometimes because it just feels uncomfortable for um Like my courses to fill up or to quit my job or whatever it is, like something that's like very outside of my comfort zone. But I just kind of force that visualization every day, even if it's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And even if it's not like happening exactly how I visualize it, like I do start to have those feelings of like moving towards it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the one thing I love about visualization is even if like nothing's really happening, I feel like I'm like making strides towards it anyway and I'm building momentum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then tell me about kind of your dream body journey with manifestation.
1: So I will say I feel like my body has been one of the most difficult roadblocks for me because it's been so ingrained in my subconscious to struggle with my weight. I remember when I was... I think 16, going to the doctor, and my doctor told me I had PCOS, and the only way I would ever lose weight is to cut out all carbs. And I just remember immediately rejecting that idea and being like, why am I so different than everyone else, and why can't I be a 16-year-old that enjoys life? And it just felt very defeating, and I had definitely gained weight from emotional eating, and I didn't know it was emotional eating at the time, and it was my coping mechanism. But I just like rejected the idea of cutting out carbs and kind of resigned myself to always being overweight because Mm -hmm. of that. Because I was like, well, I'm never going to be able to cut out carbs or I never want to. So I guess I'm just always going to be overweight. Hold on.
0: Hold on. You're just cut out there. It's muffled.
1: Oh. Is that better? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I resigned myself to the fact that I would always struggle with my weight and always have a weight problem. Cause I was told by the doctor I would, mm-hmm. so the doctor tells you, you would, you feel like they're at the authority. Yeah. And that has been my story for 20 years since hearing that. And so it's definitely been a challenge, but over the past year or so, I've gained a lot of food freedom where mm-hmm. I don't create good and bad foods anymore. It's just food. Mm -hmm. And it will either make me feel good or bad, but the food itself is not good or bad. And so that's been like a helpful designation. Mm -hmm. And I sometimes will make a decision like, okay, this food will make me feel bad, but I still want to enjoy the night with my friends. Like, am I okay being lazy tomorrow? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm okay doing that. So like, I'm going to have it. But if I say to myself, okay, you have a really busy day tomorrow. You need to be really energized. Is it worth it? No, I know I'm gonna feel sick tomorrow if I eat that. So I'm gonna make the healthier choice. And mm-hmm. so that's how I've been trying to decide. Cause for me, I don't feel sick until the next day. Okay. Yeah. So I know some people maybe it's immediate, but it's like the whole next day for me.
0: Mm. And that's so good. Um, to have that awareness around that and mindfulness. Cause most people wouldn't even recognize that really. Yeah.
1: yeah. I like really connected because I remember like there was a days I had eaten something. And like the next day I felt really sick. And I was like, but I've been eating healthy all day today. And I was like, what did I eat yesterday? And I was like, oh, you had fast food or, oh, you had this. And like, oh, well, every time you have that, you feel really sick the next day. Like mm-hmm. that's not a good feeling anymore. So um, I do feel like I uncovered a really huge thing recently, which is actually what my course is going to be about. But like um, my coach asked me a question would you feel more deserving of success if you were in a smaller body? Ooh, and? And my answer was yes. Mm-hmm. And it was like an immediate yes. And I was like, oh, the answer to that should not be yes, but it is yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been posting about it and a lot of people feel that way. And it's been interesting because a lot of people have felt that way regardless of their size. Mm-hmm. So they could be a size four or a size 16 and they feel the exact same way yeah and so like feeling deserving of success of your body size it doesn't have anything to do with your weight it's all about your mentality around it mm-hmm. and since I made that realization I've started losing weight interesting or assuming I'm losing weight pardon or I'm assuming I'm losing weight I haven't weighed myself but my pants like a pair of pants that were too tight started fitting so
0: yeah Um, okay. So tell me about your course and what you're working on with
1: that. So I'm launching a group coach coaching program in the end of April Mm -hmm. and it's about feeling deserving just because you're alive. So Mm -hmm. I had always had this picture growing up or in my head and I, I don't know where I came up with it or maybe that it was taught to me. I made the assumption that everybody desired the same thing. So if everybody desired the same thing, not everybody could get it. Mm, So like in my mind, everyone desired to get married, have kids, live in a house, be successful, have X, Y, Z, and like live this perfect lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Well, that is the prescripted societal expectation. And so uh, a lot of people do have those desires because they think those are the desires they're supposed to have. But if you actually tap into what your true desires are, not everybody has those desires. Mm -hmm. and we're all given our desires for a reason, but then we block them because we don't feel deserving enough of them. Yeah. So helping people unblock, like helping people figure out your desires, Mm -hmm. unblock your desires, and then like figure out how to be worthy enough to go for them. So like helping you go from a disempowered mindset to an empowered mindset and step out of the box that society created for you and say like, that's okay. Mm -hmm. I'm different and that's actually what makes me pretty great. And if we all wanted the same thing, how would the world function right?
0: Yeah. So what's kind of your tip for people who want to tap in and kind of figure out what they want? You cut out. What was your question? Oh, what's your tip for people who want to kind of tap in and really figure out what their desires even are?
1: (sighs) Figuring out what you value the most. And so something for me that I value is freedom. Mm -hmm. and realizing what freedom meant to me, in corporate America just feels like handcuffs, and why does it feel like handcuffs? I want to be free to do what I want, go where I want, when I want, Um, but it could be security to you. Your value could be community. Your value could be, like, figure out what your values are, and then kind of, like, niche down what you're really searching for within those values, but until you know what your top three or four values are, you can't figure out what you desire.
0: Mm, So a technique would be like kind of journal on your top four values and, and like go from there.
1: Yeah, like journal maybe on what your perfect life or perfect day would be totally unscripted, like no societal expectations. And at first when you're writing, it will probably be a lot of expectations put in there, but maybe keep journaling on it every day for two weeks and then go through there and take a highlighter and highlight out the common themes and say, okay, this keeps coming up for me. This keeps coming up. So, and then like put together what they mean and figure out, okay, I keep seeing a common theme of something that's really important to me is I had Sunday dinners with my family. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, so family is a really strong value to me or a really common theme is that I get to go on a getaway vacation with girl, my girlfriends every year. Like what are kind of some common themes that you see throughout? And then how can you put a value to those?
0: Mm, I love that. That's such a good exercise. Yeah, I'm going to do that. (laughs) I don't really know (laughs) what my values are. I definitely, definitely value freedom and just like joy and creativity, those sort of things. But Um, and then tell me more about this course. It's a four
1: week, you said four week course. It's an eight week course. And so over the eight weeks, the first three weeks, we're going to really start tapping into your desires, what they look like, what makes yours unique. And once we figure out your desires, we'll start unblocking what makes you think you can actually get to those desires Mm -hmm. for the next three weeks. And then the last two weeks we'll do implementation of how you can implement these things into your life to start going after your desires, So you'll go from someone who maybe thinks that your desires are what society prescripted to actually figuring out your true desires, because until you figure out your real desires in life, you're always going to be out of alignment and life will always feel hard. Yeah. Because life does not feel easy until you're in alignment and until you know what your values are, you can't be in alignment.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I- so we'll go through that process. Um, it'll have weekly zoom calls and we'll do journal prompts and then there'll be support in the Facebook group.
0: Cool. And, um, what's kind of your top tip for letting go or unblocking? Like, a
1: really? I, so a mistake that I made that I don't want people to make is assuming you can't change your life until you unblock your issues because then that becomes the issue. So if you start writing out your desires and you're right, like journaling on, I gave you the example of the exercise every day for two weeks, write out, write out what your perfect life would be. Mm -hmm. Like as you come up with reasons that that can't happen, those are what you need to work on and unblock. But yeah. don't just sit around trying to come up with reasons as to why you can't do something. Yeah. Because I had figured out something that was a big issue for me is in-womb trauma, meaning mm. I have oh. a lot of abandonment issues from feeling unwanted when my mom was pregnant with me. Mm. Um, my mom got pregnant when she was 16. Like, no 16-year-olds excited about having a baby, of course. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean she didn't love me, but like the energy around the pregnancy was not excitement. Like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to have a baby. Mm -hmm. And I absorbed a lot of that and felt unworthy and unlovable pretty much my whole life. And I, I, I identified that, but then once I identified it, I assumed that until I like fixed every part of it, I couldn't move forward. Mm -hmm. And so then it became my new self-limiting belief that I had to fix this belief before I could move forward. So don't, Ah. Let your self-limiting beliefs become like your new reason you can't make a change.
0: Yeah, that is such a good point. And I totally agree with you. Um, It's like, don't go looking for blocks. If something comes up, of course, work through it. Um, Yeah, that's, that's great. And then what would you say in order to work through it? Like how, how have you worked through some of those beliefs?
1: been a lot of journaling and a lot of alone time. So this is a perfect time during quarantine to work on stuff. I am an extrovert to the max. Mm. Um, I love to be around people. I love their energy, but I did realize part of why I love to be around people is to avoid my own issues. Mm. And unless you sit in your own thoughts, you're not going to be able to know what your thoughts are and work through things. And so I did start setting up a quiet time routine and I would get up an hour before work and I had my journal set out and I would sit down and you can find meditations or hypnosis or work with a coach. Like a coach will really help you through it. And I know not everyone's ready to invest and that's okay, but find podcasts, find information and just educate yourself on ways that you can move through those um, but take time every single day, even if it's only 15 minutes. Like you are worthy of 15 minutes a day and working on yourself and making yourself a better person. And until you prioritize yourself, you'll never be a priority to make those changes.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Great advice. I love it. Um, what else did I want to ask you? Um, favorite kind of manifestation hack in terms of travel? Because you've manifested a lot of travel.
1: So I think travel is the absolute easiest thing to manifest because everyone can remember a vacation that you've been on. Like there's no person that hasn't been on vacation before. Mm -hmm. And so really getting into those feelings of vacation is really easy. Mm -hmm. So like move yourself into that space of vacation and the deals will just find you. And even if you're in a nine to five, because I am in a nine to five, but travel is really important to me. I manifested a job with five weeks PTO which Mm -hmm. in America is pretty uncommon. Like the common thing here is two weeks PTO. So once you put yourself in that space, the opportunities just pop up. Um, And you can get on things like Scott's cheap flights, you can do Google flight alerts, you can do kayak explore, and be willing to be open for adventure. Like Mm -hmm. don't be like very rigid, say I can only go here on these dates at this time for, you know, this, like say, okay, like this is my budget, this is kind of the experience that I'm looking for. This is the feeling I'm going to step into. And when the opportunity pops up, and which obviously you might have limitations of when you can take off, but trying to have a range of like, okay, I could go during the whole month of August instead of only this week in August.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like that. I like that you're a non-specific manifester because I am as well. And I just kind of like learned that about myself and started identifying um, with human design. And I found it to be just like such a relief to just focus on like, I just want to feel happy. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And then the
0: good things will find me.
1: Something that I had determined is I always wanted to date a really tall guy. Mm. And I realized, no, I just want to date someone that makes me feel safe. Mm. And it usually happens to be tall men, but instead of focusing on meeting tall men, I just focused on meeting men that make me feel safe. And every guy I've gone out with recently has been six, three or taller. Wow.
0: <laughs> so,
1: I mean, yeah, I haven't said, oh, they have to be tall. I've just yeah. said, I want to feel safe around them. Mm-hmm.
0: That's so important. Um, so what are you kind of manifesting right now? What's your focus?
1: My soulmate. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and it's been actually a really fun process for the first time ever. Yeah. It's taken a lot of pressure off dating, and every date I've gone on recently has been better and better. And I really focus on like what I enjoy about that person, and I don't. Um, I mean. And I think I met you in Lacey's group, and I know she recommends if someone is, like, automatically a no, you should cut them off. And I actually haven't followed that advice Mm -hmm. because I need to learn to step into, like, what I appreciate about that person and what they're teaching me and, like, what qualities I can focus on. And if I instantly cut people off, I feel like I'm also putting energy and feelings towards cutting people off right away without really enjoying the great qualities about them. Mm -hmm. So right now I've been hanging out with this guy and I know for sure we're not going to get married, Mm -hmm. Uh, but he treats me better than any guy's ever treated me. And so I'm just really leaning into him teaching me how I deserve to be treated. Like, yeah. He won't let me touch a door or if he texts me something really douchey that pisses me off, he will literally pick up the phone and call me right away to apologize for whatever he said to me. Instead yeah. of making me feel crazy for having these feelings where guys will get so angry at you for saying, hey, you said that and it bothered me. And they're like, oh, you're so sensitive. Get over yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. No. So- <laughs> That's yeah. Cool. yeah, and I, I've talked about it before, like in magic and the podcast, but that's like exactly what I did. I just like went on dates and I focused on what I liked about each person and it totally brought me. So I'm so excited to watch your love story unfold.
1: I had my first virtual Skype date the other night, So because <laughs> that's the only way we can meet people right now.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's going to be a whole new thing, like yeah. virtual hangout. It's
1: actually been interesting it makes you, I mean, you and Trevor started long distance and when you can't have that physical presence with someone, it does force you to slow down and learn how to communicate and get to know each other in like a whole different way.
0: Yeah. I'm so grateful for that. Um, it totally changed, changed everything because before I even met him, I was pretty, I was like in love with him and it just, it just like started us off on such a, I don't know how to explain it. Like really unconditional love, loving note
1: kind of. Yeah, it's been really funny because I've had you're my fourth friend to get engaged over like a virtual environment mm. in kind of a quick well, in a very quickly very quickly. Yeah. And um but it's interesting because I was like, oh, I feel like this is kind of like leading me in that direction but I wasn't like super excited about long distance. Cause I did just by my house. I wasn't totally against it, but I'm like, maybe that's not even what it meant. Like now I'm meeting guys virtually and we're having to connect this way. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the same feeling and the same experience, but they actually live in the same city.
0: Yeah. So interesting. Okay. So manifesting soulmate. And then, um, is there anything else you wanted to kind of like chat about today or any hacks or
1: tips? What are you manifesting right now? Ooh,
0: um, I'm trying to manifest a trip to um, just like, well, in my mind, it's me and Trevor's honeymoon, which isn't going to happen after the wedding, but um, just like an overwater villa location. That's what I'm thinking about all the time. Um, And honestly, just kind of clarity and next steps and like feeling stepping into my power. I just, I just like it's been like a crazy few months. So I'm just trying to really like get clear on where I'm headed and what I want and where am I going? And it's really cool. Actually, there's this, um, this reader, tarot card reader guy that does every single month on YouTube. He does, um, for your sign. And I was just listening to it before this call and, and he was talking about how like you're going to figure it out and this is your month for like everything unfolding. So it's exciting. So. That's
1: yeah. amazing. It's interesting how, uh, the coronavirus is- changing everything and making everyone slow down right now. I did a Facebook live on how everyone complains about not having enough time. So you were just given the gift of time and what are you going to choose to do with it?
0: I was thinking about that too, because I, um, like obviously a lot of us have been asking for this, for it to kind of manifest worldwide. And I was thinking of all the times that I wish that I could just pause time. And like, it's such a gift. Like I, personally, I'm loving this, um, just because it is such an opportunity to be like, it's okay to not like push and like make money and do all these sales. Like I just feel like it's such a reprieve for like every person in the world. And I'm so grateful for it. And I know there's like a lot of up and downs with it. But we've all been asking for time. And so
1: you're yeah, whether it's time to work on yourself or time to start a new hobby time to clean out that closet or spend time with your kids, or have more dates with your husband like whatever it is like we all have an excess amount of time right now so yeah. what are we choosing to do with it so I've really uh-huh. been and yeah I'd actually been working on manifesting more time to work on my business and yeah <laughs> good work Courtney <laughs> you <Yeah>.
0: did it <laughs> I
1: mean, the whole world <laughs> yeah
0: um and then tell us tell us where we can find you online
1: So I'm on Instagram at The Wandering Manifestor. And then I also have a Facebook group called The Wandering Manifestor where I give travel tips and empowerment tips and just really how to empower yourself to become the version of yourself that you've always wanted to become but have been afraid to become. Because because what does it mean if you become that person? I know something for me that was my body and my weight were such a thing holding me back. I could always blame my weight on everything. And so I could say, well, I failed at that because people only cared about my body or it's because I'm overweight. And so what does that mean when you start to like strip yourself of those excuses and actually step into your alignment and what you're excited to do?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is scary for a lot of people. I went through a similar experience where like letting go of bulimia felt like, um, I just had no kind of like cover anymore. But the good news is that when you do let it, let it go, so many magical things happen. And it's just like moving through that fear of finally embracing your true self and putting it all out there.
1: And it is scary to surrender and trust that things will work out, especially with food. I've been on a diet since I was 20 or, or 20. Twenty one. I remember Weight Watchers being my first diet. And then that's when I really started my yo-yo dieting issues and gaining weight and losing weight and getting weight. And so the idea of not being in control of your food anymore, and you could still lose weight, it's very scary. I mean, and there's lots of other, you know, like the idea of not being as in control of your finances or your dating mm. or whatever, it's really scary, but it's, easier than trying to control it because when you try to control it you're stressing yourself out and you're so anxious and always figuring out the how and something beautiful that I've learned too is that the universe has a bigger how for us and a more beautiful story but we limit ourselves all the time
0: Yes. Yes. That is so huge. And yeah, when you can just let go of the controlling, you'll be opened up to so many more opportunities and more guidance and nudges of inspiration. And yeah, I love that so much. Awesome.
1: Okay. Thank you so much for coming
0: on the podcast.
1: Yeah. It was great to chat with you.